0: This week, on a very special BanffCast, we go down a long and winding road to a house to one star We're in.
1: Alright, welcome to the BanffCast, hey, episode Banffcast. 37. Yes. Holy crap, 37. Holy crap, indeed. So, we here at the BanffCast, what we do, in case you're just joining us for the first time somehow... Is uh, every uh, every other week... You've missed 36. Yes, so you've far. missed 36. Go back to the beginning. But you made it just you, in time. You might understand by now. Um, okay. But yeah, every uh, every other week we watch a terrible movie. Then we sit down and we talk about it. Um, then take a quick little break and come back and talk about other movie stuff. Not necessarily about terrible movies. But uh, yeah, but that's usually, the basics. yes, about terrible movies. So anyway, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. And I'm the
2: beach, And I love Fun Dip. <laughs> yeah, well, I have Fun Dip. And I'm a
1: jealous motherfucker.
3: <laughs> you are not allowed to have any Fun Dip. Yes, yeah, so hey, this, this At week least we're... I brought you Dr. Pepper
1: Heritage. Yes, we are rocking some Dr. Heritage Dr. Today's Pepper. Today's
0: BAMCast, sponsored by Heritage Dr. Pepper,
1: but not officially. <laughs> Made with real sugar and numbers on it for some reason.
3: I figured there wasn't enough sugar in it, so Fun Dip was the <laughs> only way to cure that. Why don't you pour some sure. Fun Dip in my Dr. Pepper? Uh, so this week, movie-wise, we watched... Uh, oh
1: yeah, a movie. We watched Roadhouse 2. Which uh was staring Last us. Call. Yeah, was staring us in the face at the uh cheap DVD bin. Man at the Wally World. Glad we left on that one.
2: And uh <laughs> glad we left on that grenade, I should say. Yeah. How
3: much did
1: this one set you back? I believe it was five American dollars. Awesome. I That's the US price of a foot dollars. long. Yeah. And uh Yeah, we just saw the cover and um didn't realize until we got it home that it's starring a Banffcast alum mm-hmm. in Jonathan <laughs> Shake, Shake. Shake.
4: What? shake. Shake your booty or something. Johnny shake. what?
1: Anyway, better known as uh, the guy from That Thing You Do. I quit. I quit. I quit. Oh, I quit. That, yeah, that was him? Yeah. I just recognized him as the crazy dude from uh, Prom Night. Yes.
2: Well, that's him too. That is the uh, quite possibly the best thing he's ever done. Not Prom Night, but... but yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I liked
1: him much better in this. So, he's taking on the starring role. Uh, well, not the same role, but, you know taking the titular role from patrick swayze of roadhouse fame he stole it stole it and so their cop out in this is that he is supposed to be dalton's son swayze's character from the first one Mm -hmm. and uh yeah some things ensue from there there's a house on a road where they drink beers all right so a quick plot synopsis for roadhouse two last call when the owner of the Black Pelican Roadhouse is bullied by a group of drug dealing local thugs Hi. who want to take over his club, he calls on his nephew Shane for help. After all, with a serious left hook and a full time job working undercover for the U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency, <laughs> Shane is the perfect man to help him run the joint. <laughs> I can't make that shit up. I'm sorry. But nice. There was a lot of like. So that paraphernalia. Yes. I mean, well, they, you know, they, drop, they name drop that Jake BC and Will Patton. And...
3: Technically, his uncle doesn't call him to help him because his uncle gets his ass kicked. Is <laughs> in a coma. Yes, that's true. But maybe that's just me. Yeah. He tapped out. Can you help me? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he telepathically
1: told him. He controlled his heart long enough to Morse code out. Send yes. my nephew to help. Yeah. Beep, beep. So, yeah, in the first five minutes of this, we are treated to uh, Will Will Patton. Well, yes, (laughs) and titties. (laughs) Tadas, Yes, Will Patton and titties, you know, an American combination. Um, Will Patton is running this uh, Black Pelican bar, and uh, apparently, we don't see him in the beginning, but apparently Jake Busey and his gang of drug-dealing hooligans want to buy this bar because apparently it's the greatest freaking piece of real estate for drug-dealing in all of Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And they will not take no for an answer. Yeah, yeah. About that, mm-hmm.
2: like the exterior shot on the swamp or bayou side. Mm-hmm. There's,
1: there're like four other houses, yeah. and right like there. a million acres yeah. right around that spot. And he seem right to have, there. he seem to have a pretty prime location on the swamp anyway. Considering he's yeah. sitting out on the deck in the hot tub with a couple of naked girls. Yeah, you know. So yeah. why not just steal from the house? Because that's that's what really that's the whole thing that doesn't make sense about this is they really really want this bar, but they love this got, bar. They don't need got, the bar. <laughs> they've got three cops in this town who are all in their payroll. They can pretty much do whatever they want in this town. You know, they need to sell out of
2: the bar. That's the thing. They need the I the guess. revolving clientele. Yeah, but I mean, if everyone knows, no. go. Hey, but they go could start to... their own fucking bar yeah. where you can buy drugs because hey. they own the town.
3: Without conflict, you don't have a movie. Oh. It would have been better. And without Jake Busey, you don't have a fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Busey! Now, that's the guy who ate a
1: lot of fun dip. No, no kidding. So, yeah. So, Will Patton gets his ass kicked right in the beginning. He does some, some ass kicking at first. Um, yeah, in a surprisingly well-choreographed fight. Yeah. At least until Jake Busey shows up. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jake Busey and the, and the knife horror. Yeah, um,
2: pretty much ruined his day. A lot of the fights in this movie were pretty good that didn't involve Jake Busey.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, the I was shocked for a direct to DVD thing. I mm-hmm. mean, they actually overall high quality. Like, like ass-kicks. they all learned to fight.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: high quality ass
1: kicking. Yeah. So yes, we're we're treated to this. Uh, the setup in Louisiana here is that you know he throws a dude out of his club and then finds out. Hey, uh, I got, I got the inside scoop and for stay you. Stay out of
2: the world's worth.
1: <laughs> got the inside scoop for you. Meet me down in this shady dock at, at night at midnight or whatever. And mm-hmm. yeah, God then he, he proceeds to. Kick about six guys' asses until Jake Busey and the knife horror show up, and he gets two throwing knives in like the the leg and the shoulder. Yeah. And then Jake Busey just kicks him while he's down. Well, but he's gonna shoot him, and then he's Yes, he kind of he he, and, he do? I think he yanks the knife
3: out and stabs him in the leg or something.
4: Yeah, or? I think
1: so. I think he like yanks the knife out and throws it at him or something, and then just and leaps then jumps in the water. In the and then if something you've ever like seen that. an episode of Mythbusters, Jake Busey shoots into the water, and that's completely ineffective.
2: Yeah. Well, Jake Busey shoots kind of like, you know, Jake Busey
1: would shoot. He just waves his arm and pulls the trigger. With reckless abandon. Mm -hmm. Reckless abandon. Thank you. Some people have to, you know, take into account the wind. He has to take into account his teeth.
3: (laughs) (laughs) My God. He never fully shuts his mouth in this movie. No, he 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 never does. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not like he talks that much. No. He's just, his buck teeth are just like flapping in the wind the entire movie. Right. So, then enter
1: in, uh, we cut to uh, New York City. And, New York uh, City? And what's his name? Shane. Uh, DA agent Shane Tate. Yeah, D- yes. Uh, Played aka, by Johnny Shake. Johnny Shake. Um, so, he's, uh it looks like he's making a drug deal in the strip club, which is where we get our first gratuitous nudity. Hell yeah. Um, you know, and just as they're Damn. passing things around, one of the strippers mysteriously pulls a gun out of nowhere she's basically wearing a, a thong and a bra and pulls a yeah she a pulls pretty a hefty yeah Magnum like at least Force. a at least a 40 caliber pistol out of that's nowhere. a 45 okay
3: whatever it was it was a big ass gun yeah it was a big ass mm-hmm.
1: gun that we don't know where it was hiding mm-hmm. and uh proceeds to bust up the deal you know throws him in handcuffs take him back in the champagne room and you know we're like we're we're all sitting here thinking like best arrest ever and uh mm-hmm. you know of course he's a DEA agent too and Apparently they have a thing going.
3: Well, I love that he was not long enough. enough. He came, he came for the deal, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's got the He's got you know the the jacket on over the t-shirt, you know, being the cool guy. Yeah. And then when he takes the jacket off, the t-shirt says DEA all over it. Right. It's like, yeah, good thing the deal went the way you thought it would. Yeah. (laughs) Because if it didn't, you were pretty fucked as soon as you had to take your jacket off. Yeah. Well, it's much like like the line in Out
1: of Sight, and he's like, oh, do you have the one that says undercover too? Yeah. (laughs) Apparently yeah, he
3: did. Yeah. But um yeah, so anyway. Yeah, he gets the call from the uh from like I guess it's the police officer down in down in the bayou down in Louisiana says, Hey you Nate Tanner's uh nephew. nephew. Nate
2: Tanner's nephew. Yeah.
3: He's like he's roughed up pretty bad down here. You better come down, check on him, you know. So then of course he gets down there. And then the cops like, "You shouldn't have come here. You <laughs> You're wasting He's your like, time, well, you asshole. Why'd here. you make me drive like two thousand miles? You should have come here. He's just yeah. a boy, <laughs>
1: poor little feller.
3: <laughs> yeah, but on, on his way to the hospital, of course, he stops to help a girl who's changing her tire. Right.
1: You know, yeah, and proceeds the downgrade. <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah, we I, don't know. We... I thought the blonde was cute. Yeah. Sorry.
1: yeah, yeah.
2: She was cute. She just didn't have the assets necessary for a movie of this caliber. <laughs> exactly.
1: What we're trying to say is the DEA agent in New York is quite attractive. Stuck. And yeah. he ditches her pretty yeah. quick.
4: Yeah.
1: To head down how south. To head back down to Louisiana. But yeah. So basically he meets her. He
3: meets the girl. Helps her change her tire. She gives him, you know, the, the history of the local area type thing. And again, of course, gives the whole, I don't trust you because you're from up north. And then she's flirting with him by the end of the conversation, which
1: and at which point another always happens. Another one of the uh, anachronisms in this movie is that uh, she asks him, "Are you from around here?" And he's like, "Nope." And then, "Are you sure you're not from around here?" While well, I was, and then, yeah. And then like, wait, you're either from somewhere or you're not. Mm-hmm. You can't once have been from somewhere. Never yeah. mind. Yeah, but anyway,
3: <laughs> he ends up taking over the bar, and he's got exactly. you know he. he has the scene where he rounds up the bouncer crew and gives them the rules and basically completely takes from the, uh, from the original roadhouse. Yeah. With that. And, and, you know, of course there's one crooked bouncer who keeps helping out, <laughs> which is
1: like the worst hidden, you know, yeah. turncoat. In well, movie well, they ever. make it completely <laughs> obvious
3: which yeah. guy everybody's is, smiling every like,
1: time. Hey, you're Dalton's son. All right. You're the son of a legend. And there's one guy's just in the back, like got the ice cube snarl going on. He's like, yeah. mm-hmm. well,
3: he's ready to kick him out of the bar. Yeah. He's like, you're going to have to leave. He's like, well, actually, I'm kind of running the place now. I don't give a fuck who you are. You gotta leave. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care if you're my boss. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so of course they telegraph him way, 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 way early. Yep. But I'm trying to find a picture of this guy with the gun. <laughs> what? With who?
1: The the um, DEA agent with the gun. Oh. We cannot find. It. No, you're not. What, you're find just it. trying to identify the gun. I, I wasn't looking I, at the gun that closely. Well, i was just saying I'm, it was a large gun. That's yeah, all I noticed.
2: I, I kind of want to see it again. <laughs>
3: Oh. It wasn't as large as the shotgun the one chick posted. Oh out god, later. no.
1: That wasn't there's that a was shotgun a later in the movie that shotgun. she wields
3: that's like as tall as her. Jesus.
1: And it even had like the pistol grip on it too. Mm-hmm. I mean yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we're getting our yeah. of ourselves. Sorry, we're talking guns. Dude, no. Jake Busey. Jake Busey.
3: Jake Busey in this movie, I'm just gonna say it now, he hits he hits Nicolas Cage level, where he goes so awful that he comes back around to being awesome. hmm
1: I just love that the he... whole movie. He repeatedly takes out his frustrations on his gang members, as any good boss will do. Mm-hmm. But the way he does it, just amazing. I mean, he hauls off and slaps this one dude, just amazingly slaps. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't even <laughs> wasn't even like one, one of those macho slaps. Dude. Yeah, it wasn't that really was a, a hell of a bitch slap. Yeah, it was just a complete and total bitch slap. And I think in like the same scene, or, or a few minutes later, he grabs one guy and nearly drowns him in the hot tub. Or, yeah, he yeah, dunks the, guy the in tub, the hot tub, if you prefer.
3: Like he pulls the gun on the guy who brings him the phone. He's like, "I'm just bringing you a phone." <laughs> yeah.
4: He's like, "Give me that fucking phone."
3: <laughs> he's I'm just, Gary son! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, like they gave him a speedball before every single scene <laughs> that he came out. So they're just like, "All right, Jake, here's your motivation. You're pumped up." Why? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> so when up. I can overact? Why? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, and of course, he has. He's not. He can never be the main bad guy. No, of course. You know not. they have the the sleazy upper, the sleazy upper class drug dealer guy, a Victor here. Cross, if you will. Yeah, the Australian dude. Dude? Who's yeah? He's he's just annoying. Yeah, pretty much.
1: It would have been much better if he was who I thought it was than the first shot. It he seriously looked like Eric Roberts from a long shot. That would have been, been awesome. Been yes.
3: What was really weird is that first shot they showed him. I could have sworn it was Shane's girlfriend on the front of the boat. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, couldn't you have just found a chick that didn't look quite so much like your main one in the movie? Nope. Nah. Because, like, honestly, like, half the movie I was expecting her to turn on him because she knew, you know, because well, she was Well, she kind of did. Well, you yeah, know. Sort of. Yeah. So, of course, yeah, but. Ugh. Plot is so inconsequential. Yeah, it <laughs> is. <laughs> it really is. All I know is there's some awesome fights. Yeah, let's let's break the plot down real quick here. Yeah. All right. They basically they want they want the black pelican for really, no discernible really, reason, really but badly, they yes. really want it, and he won't sell it right. just because his uncle wouldn't, and yes, and he doesn't want them dealing drugs, so he won't give it up, and they all decide they're just going to keep trying to make drug deals in the place. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know they they try a couple times to. Uh...
1: You know, he keeps trying to kind of foil them a little bit. He even sets up a sting operation by calling in a bunch of DEA agents. Mm-hmm. For, like, one attempt at a sting, it goes south. You know, they bail. You know, all the DEA agents go away at that point. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you're on your own now, I guess. We bailed yeah. this once. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, What else? Like, uh, so the blonde that he meets, you know, from Louisiana, turns out, that's Jake Busey's sister. Cousin. Uh, cousin. Okay, cousin. Yeah. You know, so he keeps warning her, but, you know... She never really tells him everything that's going on. She mm-hmm. just tries to kind of keep him out of harm's way, I guess. Yeah. You know, like I said, it's it's paper thin this plot. Yeah. And uh, you know, but
3: basically, all all the problems in this movie are solved by fighting.
1: Yes. <laughs> Which As all problems are yeah. really
3: yeah. duh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, fist fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Like kung fu fighting. Sure. Yeah, and it only gets it only gets bad when people. Turn into pansies and break out guns and stuff. Right. Guns and knives and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have that little
1: speech too. You know, Will Patton has that whole, uh, on well, this millennium, you know, we've, it's not your fists and your sweat, you know, some punk's going to pull out a gun and start shooting and ask questions later.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's eating you know, that it's not Roadhouse mm-hmm. 1 anymore. Yeah. Which kind of sucks because I like the bar in Roadhouse 1 a lot better. Oh, yeah. I don't know. No Roadhouse question. 2, yeah. Roadhouser. No question whatsoever. Yeah, but um, shit,
1: <laughs> we run out of things to say, like just nah, like that. No, no.
3: No,
1: no, no. I'm just trying to remember if there's any other like major plot points that matter.
3: <laughs> shit. Well, uh, no. uh, the absence of Ben. Gazzari. No, only thing is like um, you know, basically the Australian bad guy reveals that yes, he he had Dalton killed because he thought it was going to be Shane. Right. And that he, you know, and Shane's. I been... gave him
0: cancer. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Shane's been spending his life looking for Dalton's killer, you know. Dude, know. too soon. Yeah. Never. But, um, yeah, and, and of course, Australian guy didn't pull the trigger. It was Jake Busey. Who yeah. It. Wild so, Bill. Yeah, Wild wow. Bill. So then, of yeah. course, you know, God, it's like... <laughs> this movie is so much better than we're describing it it's yeah. kind of frustrating that's
1: what I mean well that's the thing is we're just talking plot and plot is not where this movie is at yeah. it's ass
3: kicking there are like a half dozen awesome fist fight scenes mm-hmm. there, there, I mean there's you know there's the initial one where Will Patton just whoops up on a bunch of dudes right. but then yeah, he loses because the yeah, was... he just
1: gets overwhelmed that was pretty surprisingly awesome, actually. I mean, yeah, I was like just... that
3: came out of the blue because we're kind yeah. of figuring out oh, a directed DVD. It's going to be pretty cheap, and then yeah. what? Well, like, like that, like, I mean, I was not
1: expecting him, Will Patton, yeah, to... <laughs> him to be like a yeah. fighter. You know, well, he needed to be like
3: quoting Shakespeare yeah. in the but future. But that's the thing about this movie; everyone knows how to fight. Yeah, like except the bouncers in his bar, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> who look like they're just like dudes who just needed work. They just push people out the door. That's yeah. their job. Yeah. They just, they, clean they just up the tell mess. them where they can park and when they where they can. not yeah, that's they can't come that's, in here. That's probably what Wait. happens
1: is they just clean up the mess, mess after Will Patton kicks,
3: kicks everybody's ass every yeah. time. Probably it. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, he works them over. Then uh, you know Johnny Shake gets in a fight when he first starts <laughs> in the bar. <laughs> I'm sorry, that just it sounds like a bad, you know, it's an awesome Title, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah Johnny hey, that's Johnny Shake. Johnny Shake.
4: Hey, Johnny Shake. <laughs> <laughs> you don't that's mess why, with Johnny Shake. Why do you think I keep saying yeah, it though? <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, he works some dudes over in the bar before he kicks them out for having drugs in there, mm-hmm. and of course they work for Wild Bill because yeah. there's only like twenty people in this town.
2: Mm. <laughs> we have a we have a movie connection to one we were talking about. Uh, uh oh, amongst ourselves, what's that? Uh, another recommendation, Jim Cotta. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Richard Norton, who plays the uh, skeezy quasi Australian drug dealer, okay, is mm-hmm. in Jim Cotta. Is That's he it. the
3: main dude? Uh, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> he plays <laughs> yeah. Zamir. Oh. I'm going to yeah. go with well, no. I don't know because he breaks out some fighting moves later on too. He's third build. Like they said, okay. like everybody in this movie, they all got yeah. fighting skills. It, it was like a, was it was like, like undefeatable where everyone you run into like right. can whoop ass. Mm-hmm.
2: I was actually surprised that uh, Australian sort of dude was uh, w- was an ass kicker. But I mean, at that point in the movie, I shouldn't have been surprised. But no. the, the fact that everybody, like all the girls, all the guys, yeah. except for the bouncers in the bar. Uh,
1: you know, the Captain fight.
3: Robot. Yeah. What the fuck was up with that guy? Yeah.
2: It's because I'm automatic
3: at kicking your ass. Yeah, that was just... Oh, God. The, I love that the one guy asked him if he's retarded. He's like, <laughs> are you retarded? Yeah, that's the retarded. only thing that redeemed that scene is because that was just... Because somebody liked... They had to have ad-libbed that on the set or something. Yeah. They had to have been like, okay, this is not working at all. <laughs> Let's just embrace it and be like, are you fucking retarded? Yeah. <laughs> I, and that's one thing I got to point out. I'm so glad this movie's
1: rated R. You know, so many things like yes. this would oh, top yeah. out and just be like, "Oh, well, we'll make it PG or PG-13 so we can." Are show you it on... freaking retarded? Yeah, yeah. Just so, so they could, could show, TV yeah, baby.
3: So they could show it on like USA Network or something. No, they like. don't mind swearing in this one. Nope. They don't. They don't mind the nudity at all.
4: No, I'm they sure. Got this Jake one'll...
3: Busey having a threesome in a tub. Yeah. Yeah. Which for about half of it
1: really looked like he wasn't enjoying it. Of course you can never tell with his expression yeah, yeah. because it's the same. <laughs> he has the same expression. Ah! It was pretty much his angry bucktooth expression, was the same thing mm-hmm. as pleasure in the hot tub expression. Yeah. Uh,
3: but it basically uh, works out that Jake Busey isn't getting the job done, so big Australian bad guy has to come down and make things work. Because all Jake Busey really does is like trash anywhere Shane lives. <laughs> trashes his house, trashes his bar, trashes you know, whatever it is, Jake Busey's gonna trash it. Doesn't let end up burning a, it down or anything. Let
2: that be a life lesson to you, <laughs> kids.
3: I think he should have burned it
2: down, honestly. Uh, I was surprised he didn't. I mean, when I saw the stuff strewn all over the, you know, all over the lawn when they were first yeah. coming back to the house, I was like,
0: fuck yeah, they blew it up. Wrote,
2: and they wrote sell on the side of the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you really want to fuck with a man, you blow his fucking house up. Yeah. You don't just spray paint his barn. Mm-hmm. And trash his bar furniture. Yeah, there's yeah. gonna be
1: some trips to IKEA at the end of this movie yeah, because <laughs> Will Patton's house gets trashed, the chicks house gets trashed, and the bar gets trashed. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, her house gets trashed in a great, yeah, great gun. It's a that's one of the gunfights in the movie where it's just why did they again bring the least efficient the least efficient way to kill anybody is to shoot up their yeah, house. Get ten guys and have yeah have them shoot up the house while you're in it. That works yeah. always.
2: It never fucking works. <laughs> oh yeah,
3: every so, fucking movie. I've yeah, seen. and as always, flipping the sofa just makes it bulletproof. Oh yeah, you know? <laughs> absolutely. Because that's what happens. Well, I think
1: we need to point out that um, the the blonde, uh, I guess, love interest in this movie is. Uh, we find out, in, you know, very late in the in the third act that she was in the army, and that's why she knows yeah. how to fight and take a punch and everything, and shoot guns, and, and shoot guns, and have and a take big a fucking
3: knife and... to the side. Yeah, like it's nothing. And just, like, Rain, roundhouse kicks. Well, it, right it actually looks like she was she grabbing. It. It. Yeah, while it and was then going she in, she snapped
2: oh. the butterfly knife. She snapped the blade off yes. of the butterfly knife and then and threw then it back. Stabbed the girl. No, she stabbed her. Oh, okay. okay. Stabbed yeah. her in the
1: shoulder, neck area. Right. But Collar yeah, we bone. should probably talk about uh, knife, knife slut for a second. Yeah. Just knife four. Just because, whore. like, yeah, knife four. I think that's what I call her. Um. Yeah, she really doesn't speak at all in this movie. She's just always doesn't like need the to. Pay, pay or less flipping knives at people and. Mm-hmm. You know, always flipping the butterfly. Yeah, knife she's always around. messing around with the butterfly knife. But yeah, yeah. she's just kind of always following <laughs> Jake Busey around and throwing knives. She's like <laughs> his
3: weird, creepy enforcer chick.
1: Right. She's nice to look yeah. at, yeah. Marissa quin Quintanilla. Quintanilla. Yeah, Quintanilla.
3: Sure. But uh, yeah, they go they go to kill uh, Will Patton in the hospital. Right. And I love that Will Patton, <laughs> like so many other movies that we've seen. Yeah. But what's great about that is, like, of course, the <laughs> hospital's, like practically abandoned except like for like the night, the night nurse yeah the night like nurse Will Patton and the old man who's like in his you know in his uh room yeah the shared room but thing the best part is there's like five of these dudes and Will Patton pretends to be the janitor and he's like he gets by them yeah. he's by them completely it's like all you have to do is round the corner and get the fuck out mm-hmm. so what does he do he turns around and starts beating dudes down with a mop he has to go talk to the <laughs> Avenger on their asses yeah And and God and that reminds me like when guys get punched in this they do like backflips and stuff like they like they get punched so hard that they're doing flips and flying through the air and they're on a dolphin, flips and shit (laughs) yeah exactly, (laughs) it's so awesome yeah yeah. it really is just so freaking awesome but yeah he uh he loses a fight to Jake Busey because he again just gets overwhelmed and he's already been stabbed a few times and he hasn't recovered from all that (laughs) and yet another one of the great lines is. Jake Fusey,
1: you know, you think he's down and out, and he stands up, grabs the knife from 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 Knife uh, Horror, stabs him in the back, and he goes, Yeah, that's for calling me a backstabber.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Let's like, make it literal. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah.
1: Just, what the fuck?
3: But yeah, so, and then they leave. The old man comes back out from the bathroom where he's been hiding. Mm-hmm. And then, luckily, Will Patton's in the hospital, so hey.
1: Hey, good place to get stabbed yeah. in the back.
3: <laughs> But losing yeah. a significant amount of blood because the old man apparently stayed in the bathroom for quite a while. Right, but yeah. so so that we that finally the,
1: sets up the big the end. big final scene, which is where it gets well the most awesome thing in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> and and you know if you want to have a good laugh, I'm, I guess I'll say it <laughs> because of when you look at the uh, the goof section on IMDb.
3: <laughs> the very first one the, the very first one. error yeah. is
1: fantastic yeah the fact that somebody typed this in is quite good but to set it up like um Johnson Shake or Johnny Shake Johnny Shake Johnny Shake's been driving around this big old like diesel Mercedes you know like one of the older style ones and uh you know somehow I guess he rigs it up to uh just you know turns on cruise control and jumps out of the car or whatever because the mm-hmm. car just comes riding into the middle of uh Jake Busey and the big drug deal that he's been talking about mm-hmm. that's gonna make him Somebody throughout the whole movie is, is of yeah. course, happening. You're in, gonna be somebody in front of the, uh, the the Pelican at this point. So the car just comes. Location, you know, location, location. Yeah, comes riding, riding up, crashes into the parked cars, and they all immediately explode. And they explode awesome. big time. Like yeah. one of
3: them does barrel rolls awesome. through the yes. air as it
1: explodes.
3: <laughs> Which brings us
1: to the factually error. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Cars don't just don't explode when they are hit by another car. <laughs> <laughs> These thank do. you. Whoever put that into the IMDb because you were awesome.
3: <laughs> no, that scene was awesome. Yes, because the cars blow up, and then Johnny Shake and his girlfriend, and the one the cop who's decided to go good, even though he'd been on the payroll the whole time. Right. They just start shooting everyone, and big gunfight. Of course, that whittles down all the chaff. Right. So you're just left with Jake Busey and uh, and crazy knife chick. Yeah. And of course Johnny Shake and his girlfriend. Right. So that sets up two simultaneous fights. Of course, in the in the uh, in the wrecked Black Pelican, mm-hmm. and God, I I hate to say it, but the fight with the two chicks was much better than the fight between Johnny Shake and Yeah, because it looked like you had two the people Shake who and the
1: Jake, <laughs> two people who knew how to fight. Actually, yeah, yeah,
3: it looked like it. Shake and the Jake, <laughs> the Shake and the Jake. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but they, of course they make the, the women go fight in the kitchen. Oh yeah, <laughs> just, just get funny. in the kitchen and make I me mean, a fight. I but mean, they, it's just kind of funny. <laughs> of funny. They naturally like like Shake and Jake go up go upstairs and are fighting in the balcony area, and they just sort of like start fighting and immediately head for the kitchen. It's just kind of funny. Men are <laughs> fighting here, honey. Yeah. Why don't you go in the yeah. kitchen? Yeah.
3: Why don't you go in the kitchen and cook me up some knife fight? Yeah, but it's like Jake Busey grabs a chain and he's just like, I'm gonna. I'm gonna kill you like I killed your dad. Random uh, chain laying around yeah. <laughs> in
2: a place prone to bar fights. Yeah. <laughs> good Maybe not the best idea. Yeah, it but probably I love how he
3: says that he's like something. Yeah. Well, doesn't he pull it off a bell or but, something? I don't know. Who no, knows? Yeah. Know. Not that it really matters. No. But so he's just swinging the chain around, and of course, like as happens in all movies, the main good guy like can whoop anybody's ass, like knows immediately what to do, and then. Like, once he's fighting the main bad guy, he just doesn't know how to fight anymore. Yeah, like, the, he forgets all the fighting moves that he knew before, and he just gets his ass handed to him for That's a while. That's because he's got to have the meaningful flashback that teaches I him know. that somebody and believes still, in him. God, it's so frustrating to see that, though. Because, <laughs> really, all that fight is, for, for the first three-fourths of it, is Jake Busey swinging a chain around going, I'm fucking hot! <laughs> Jake Musi's gonna kill you with a chain! <laughs>
0: Come here, it's how Come shake.
3: So yeah, so Jake's just going nuts swinging the chain around. And meanwhile, the girls are like beating each other down in the mm, kitchen. Yeah. It is it's some good stuff. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's so hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that uh. that fight at least looked like it hurt. Oh yeah. They look like they were really beating each other. Down, well, I like
1: right that there. knife. Or pulled out moves that she would never previously pulled out in the whole movie, where she's doing like you know handstand kicks. Yeah, yeah. You know, like pulling out some fucking. I love Son- the handstand backflip
3: that kicks it. the chick in the chin. <laughs> That's uh, one of my favorite. I'll never get
1: tired of that move.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it, as ridiculous as it is, yeah,
3: that anyone would walk directly into it, pretty yeah, much, yeah. yeah. M- much like the crane move in Karate Kid,
1: you know. So he'd like Johnny. Nobody will ever fall for that ever. Again. Yeah. No,
3: if you're gonna walk right into the crane kick, but well, that's what she does. She walks right into the the handspring backflip kick, back walkover kick. Yeah. But oh, God, yeah, Woo. that's yeah. so good. But then once Johnny shake wakes up, he's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, oh wait." Well, actually, ass. yeah, and and Jake Busey, <laughs> the chain was out of bullets because he just kind of like chucks <laughs> it on the ground. He's like, "Fuck it." You're welcome <laughs> for
0: that one. <laughs> Jake Busey doesn't need a chain. <laughs> Beat your ass with my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh
2: man,
3: so much win.
1: Yes, uh, so the only thing it was missing was the throat rip from the first one. Yeah, which has got thought a he big was, old neck.
3: We thought. Well, we thought he was going to do it to Australian bad guy. Yeah, because he does kind of punch Should him right near it. the neck, but mm-hmm. he doesn't kill it, him. It looked
2: like he punched him and broke his windpipe or something.
3: Man, nah, he was awesome. still alive though. Was he? Yeah, he shows up in the cop, back of a cop car mm-hmm. at the very end. No fair. Yeah, it's kind of sucks, but yeah, I was already in the in the movie, you know. Post- yeah, but climax, he finally though. he finally wakes up and says, This is for my uncle and punches him, you know, and he's like, And this is for my father and he and kicks him out a window, window, which of course yes. as in every every single movie with a bad guy and a big fist fight at the end, he gets impaled. Yep. By Checkoff's on pelican. the black panic panicov's <laughs> che- pelican.
4: pelican. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> yes. Sorry. So yeah. That's an extremely obscure reference. Yes, it is. Sorry. I don't even know it. Oh, you don't know Chekhov's gun?
3: No. Chekhov's
1: gun is a literary
2: technique whereby an element is introduced early in the story, but its significance does not become clear until later on. For example, a character may find a mysterious object that eventually becomes crucial to the plot, but at the time the object is found, it does not seem to be important.
3: So I've just learned something. Yep. Yeah, because earlier, it's kind of like earlier in, the in the movie, for no reason, Jake Busey picks up the pelican off the ground. The big pelican statue. He picks it up off the ground and stands it up. Well, they've been showing that pelican the entire movie. Yeah, you know? yeah. Will Patton even talks to it at one point for yeah. some reason? Yeah, but yeah. So he he gets impaled on that, and then it's oh happy ending for everyone, even though she's been stabbed Yay! in the side and he's all he's all beat to hell. And The
2: sheriff's been shot. Yeah, but not. I the was deputy. one week away from retirement. <laughs> the deputy
1: did not get shot. Yeah. Nah. Actually, I think he was the deputy. Because the sheriff was the other guy. Was, was he? Uh, you don't need yeah. your lawyer guy. Okay.
3: But, but really, matter. for for a direct to video, this looked really good. Yeah, and the it fighting really was really yeah. good. I mean, like I was kind of shocked at how high the production value was yeah. on everything. Apparently, they,
2: I guess they threw some money at it before Swayze backed out or something, and they were like, "Fuck it, we." Yeah, budget checks yeah. are written.
3: God, this would have been incredible if Swayze had been in it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. that's the,
3: really a shame but apparently he had creative differences with what they were doing yeah he by must, we, he must like, not have agreed with that all that the gun fights yeah. <laughs> like, yeah like God
1: created no, cancer no this was in
3: him. this was in 2006 so it wasn't yeah yeah, yeah I, I
1: suppose I
3: don't know I think I don't know Swayze was,
2: was still working up, up to a oh, yeah. quite an extreme point yeah but...
3: but he must not I think he didn't like all the guns probably probably not that that would be my guess
0: I'd rather just have the ass
3: kicking yep and I don't blame him yeah. I agree with that
1: okay so um, shall we rate this masterpiece? i have i have oh. one thing to add oh please um, do that i
2: i found via rotten tomatoes um Uh-oh. david cornelius of efilmcritic.com and i i think this is the most appropriate way to sum up the a review of this movie is it pertains to the bamf audience and it is for a few certain segments of the population you know who you are i can say that it delivers everything you could possibly want out of a movie called roadhouse 2
1: okay I agree with that. Yep, I would say minus a throat rip, I concur. Yeah, and no, no visible broken bones. I mean, I believe Swayze broke some, like, some compound fracture bones in Roadhouse mm-hmm. One.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, but for a movie called I, Roadhouse I know, I know, Two, I know. I know.
4: Yeah.
2: All right, yeah. let's rate this bit. Okay,
3: <sighs> let's hear it. Somebody, I think i going first. I always go first. I think I got to go three jocks. Three? Yeah, that's it. I think so. Wow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's good. It's just, it's got some slow moments and, uh, yeah, I mean, Jake Busey is amazing, but yeah, otherwise it might be lower actually. And like I said, I would have really liked to see the, the chick switch places. <laughs> mm-hmm. The blonde chick have been the mm-hmm. DE agent. Yeah. Cause yeah. I needed some more of whatever the, I don't even think we said her frigging name, whatever her name was. I gotta it's go,
2: I gotta go three jocks. Um, if Swayze had even made a cameo. Yes.
1: It would have been five jocks. I was I was actually kind of hoping for that until they said, yeah. you know, he was your dad and he's dead. I was like, fuck.
2: Yeah, yeah. no pictures
3: or anything. Yeah, I was like, if, if Yeah, John the only Swayze. picture they show is of him and his uncle yeah. when he was little.
1: That pissed me off, really. Swayze apparently did not want to be involved yeah. at all. And because he it, made a cameo in Dirty Dancing
3: 2. Yes.
1: I mean, yeah. he'll do that shit. I mean,
2: as far like off the fucking track as that was. Yeah, And because it is not officially endorsed by the Sways, it gets only three jocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that bummed me out, I gotta say.
3: I'm at four, four jocks. I was actually shockingly close to a five. Mm. I'll, I'll admit it right now. Okay, I was very close, but yeah, I, I can only go four.
2: It's the official, not officially officially signed off on by the Sways. So yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Four. You also have a uh, a little midget in the band T-O2, yeah <laughs> uh, that yeah, comes that, out that of nowhere. that bad about? <laughs> that that helps push it up. Um, Jake Busey alone got this like a jock maybe two, because he is that that freaking hilarious in this movie. And I love the fact that it's all unintentional. You know, it's like, it's him being hilarious and it's not because he's like trying to be right. Just because he's being Jake Busey. Well, that one like lumbering move
1: he did. I I don't even remember what point it was. I think it was during the fight. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of like, yeah. I mean, that was just, God, that was really funny.
3: That was, what was great too was his fights. Like, When he would swing at people, it was just like he wouldn't even—he like he didn't even know how to throw a punch. That was the best because he would just like fling his body around, so like his arm just kind of like swung in their general direction. Yeah, that had to drive the fight choreography people (laughs) insane having him there. Be like, I'm sure. Can we just get a fucking double for him or something? No, we don't have no budgets going.
1: Big big and goofy and blonde. It's this
3: guy. Yeah, and they put him in some fantastic outfits too. Yeah. Like, everything... The everything, first shirt. Everything with him scored. is gold in this movie. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, everything. I, I forgot one thing we really need to mention is
1: the soundtrack, and that being that it's so bizarre. Huh? Four songs. Well, that's what's listed in the soundtrack, but there's more than that. I mean, really? Yeah. Can, I don't think so. No? No. I mean, no we're these, like, the same rap songs every time? Because that's what's really I weird. Is It's so. like, this is still supposed to be, like, a honky-tonk roadhouse. I mean, it's everything but the chicken wire mm-hmm. around the stage, because, I mean, they've got the same kind of hillbilly fiddle-playing... Weaker midget having you know band, but then, like whenever they're not playing, it's like gangster rap music mm-hmm. in this bar. it was really bizarre, yeah. and like Jake Busey's always riding around like him doing the gangster lean in the car was priceless oh, priceless, yes, yeah, I mean it just it's a very strange soundtrack, and then you've got this one like uh quasi like postal service style song that's mm-hmm. like supposed to be the introspective, yeah music, <laughs> I mean. Uh, yeah, I, it's just weird. They use that song about three or four times. Acoustic guitar, postal service from Louisiana. Yeah, I forgot the tune, but yeah, the, yeah. You can pretty much uh, sing the plot of the movie to the song if you really want to play along at home.
3: But yeah, th- this this movie was so much more fun than I was expecting. Yeah, it was. And it actually kind of it it, it kind of holds up to the original. You know, I mean, it's yeah. not it's not great, but it's all the action that you want. Yeah, I you suppose. Know? And that's kind of what works for me. Okay. Is they don't they don't skimp out on the action at all. Or the explosions at the end. No. But I don't know. You can't... You just... Coming close to the first one, I don't know about that. I mean... I do. All right. I yeah. thought it was great. But God, <laughs> I
1: wish Swayze had been in it. Yeah. That, I mean, just a cameo at the end or something would have been great. Even a flashback something. Even if they had
3: had him like the end of Return of the Jedi. You know, he had been blue and glowy and been like... Oh. <laughs> Good, good job,
1: Johnny. Shake, just a little <laughs> thumbs, thumbs up. The <laughs> yeah, there's, there's just, there's a lot of weird stuff in this movie, but yeah, it, it's pretty fun. Like, like little things, like why does she flip him off when he asks her her name after yeah. she would just been nice to him? I mean, weird little stuff like that in this movie. anyway, but yes, yeah, so watch All it right. for Jake Busey, if nothing else. Yeah,
3: watch it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Time for a break. Huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think so. let's go to a break.
0: On the road again, just can't wait to get on the road again, the life I love is making music with my friends, and I can't wait to get on the road again.
1: All right, and welcome back to the BanffCast.
3: Hey, second half.
1: <laughs> We're going to be running a little bit low, but you might hear yeah. some BJ in between here and there. Yeah. He kind of had to run suddenly. So. We're at
3: two-thirds capacity.
1: Yes. But that's It's a, a little late right now. It so. is a little late, but, you but know, hey, things had to be done. And, we're dedicated. Yep. So we kind of recorded his picks for the Oscars for
3: later. So Yeah. Which is what we're going to be talking about. Exactly. We're going to have our, our picks for the... Yes, the official picks. If you the will. Academy Awards, also known as the Oscars. Sure. For 2010. That little golden guy with a sword. Yep. Old sword. Film, the best films of 2009. Yeah. Right. But yeah.
1: So you wanted to talk about one of the things that's on the list somewhere. Uh, is it? I don't think it is, actually. I believe for, uh, animated?
3: Uh, right no, on. it's not.
1: What? Okay. Nope. Wow, okay, never mind. Yeah. Scratch that.
3: Yep. Just but another I, movie. <laughs> but yeah, I saw Nine, the numeral one, not the singing and dancing. Or district. Not very good one. Yes, and not the one with a district either. Mm-hmm. Nope, Nine, the one by, uh, the, uh, what is it, the night Before Christmas guy, isn't it? Or no, 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 it's not him. Coraline it's, was his. Thing. Yeah, that was Coraline. Uh, nine was just um, Tim Burton and Some somebody dude. else producing, right? CG. The, the Night Watch, Day Watch guy producing. Mm. Timur Bekiev. Yeah, Fe- him. Fe- yeah. Basically, they produce this uh, this animated film about nine. I guess they're like little handmade toys, kind sack of. boys. Yeah, little sack boys that are, uh, and girl, that are existing in a post apocalyptic world. Which, it's basically, it's, for all intents and purposes, it's Terminator. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's machines that are trying to destroy the last of humanity. I see. Yeah. It's an animated PG-13 Terminator. All right. Which looks really good, but it's one of those weird, I don't know, it's really hard to explain. It's like, parts of it I really liked, and then, like, whenever it got into the whole why things happen the way they're happening, it's just very bizarre. Okay. And it kind of doesn't really ever tie it all together. It just kind of like expects you to kind of just accept these weird things that are going on. And then, and, and I, I was a little let down by the ending. Okay. Can Would I, you recommend overall though? Uh, like, well now it's on video. Is it worth it? Yeah. For, for a rental. Yeah. I wouldn't okay. recommend like buying the DVD or no, anything, no, no, but no, just, but yeah, I guess it's worth a rental. I mean, it's, it's got pretty good, pretty good visuals. You know, it, it's kind of amazing to see how far, 3d animation has come really. Yeah. I'm you glad know?
1: that there's people other than Pixar that can do decent stuff. I mean, obviously it doesn't try to look like a Pixar movie. They have no, not love,
3: at you know at all. Well, when the people show up mm-hmm. and there are, you know, there are kind of like flashback stuff to when there was, when humanity still existed in this landscape and they're, they're kind of cartoony and okay. it's like, it's almost, it's one of those things where when they show up, I feel like they should have left them out. They should have just kept it without any human, you know, Okay. Human people type things in it. Cause then they just look away cartoony, which kind of is offset by the realism that's in everything else. Okay. So that, you know, that part I could take it or leave it, but right. Yeah. But it's still, it's, it's all right. Okay. If you wanted to, if you wanted to see a PG 13 Terminator movie without any Terminators, there you go.
1: Oh, cause I was <laughs> going to say I kind of did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, oh, that's right.
3: Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I still haven't seen that. <sighs> something tells me seeing nine was a better choice probably yes yeah yeah all right so we ready to talk some
1: oscars yes and uh we'll leave it to uh <laughs> leave it to the magical
3: voice of bj yeah. to introduce each category here okay so are we gonna are we gonna go straight down the list here yeah i mean do we want to start with best picture or do we want to save that for last
1: uh sure we can let's save that one we'll for do last. it oscar style i guess we'll yeah should we just start with, like, the next one down and then yes. finish with that? Okay. Yeah, let's go from well, there. Well, we'll leave We'll leave director then picture just like they
3: do. Mm-hmm. So. All right. All right. So that would uh, be... Best performance by an actor in a leading role. Okay. This one, it's a two-man race. Okay. It's
1: either between Jeff Bridges or George Clooney. Okay. And ha- me never never having seen either... Oh, I'll go for Jeff Bridges just because yeah. he's the dude.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Starman. I... <sighs> I I think he's going to win it. I would really like Clooney to win it. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my vote at Clooney, but I really I still think Jeff Ridge is going to win. But yeah. but I gotta I gotta choose one, so I'm gonna go with Clooney. Okay. Yeah, because I don't because like I said I I haven't seen Crazy Heart, but with Up in the Air, I really don't see anybody else being able to play that role. Okay. As well as Clooney does. Yeah,
1: and like I said, I I enjoyed Hurt Locker, but I don't think that's that guy's.
3: Oscar it's not his role. time. Yeah,
1: it's not his time. Yeah.
2: My pick for best performance by an actor in a leading role is, uh, I haven't seen any of those. So you pick one.
1: And uh, BJ really didn't have a pick, so I think I jokingly picked Morgan Freeman for him just because I want to say Morgan <laughs> Freeman. <So>. Nice. <laughs> All right. All right. So. Next. Best performance by an actress in a leading role. All right. So yes, uh, actress. Let's see. Do you have
3: a pick? Have you seen any of these? <laughs> I have not seen any. Uh-huh. But it's—I think it's going to be Sandra Bullock. Really, I think it's going to happen. Uh, There's too much buzz about it right now. Yeah, uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. And okay. Then, I mean, Helen Mirren, she's already got one. Yeah. Carrie, uh, Carrie Mulligan, I don't even know who that is. I'm going to say Meryl Streep
1: just because you know she can add to her shelf.
3: Yeah, seriously. So. And and that's why I think it probably will be Sandra Bullock because it, it probably is either her or Meryl Streep, and yeah, they're going to say, oh, Meryl's already got it. Freaking dozen of them. So yeah, well, I'll still pick her. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> though, you, though you never know. It could she could come out of nowhere. The girl from Precious.
1: Yeah. Now that's the the young girl that the actual yes. Precious, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I, I mean, she
3: could, but I don't think it'll happen. Not yeah. for Best Actress. That's the kind of that's the kind of thing that goes to supporting actress usually right. is like the kind of the unknown who yeah shows up and takes it. But right. so I, I think it's going to be Sandra Bullock. Okay. It's my pick.
2: My pick for uh, for actress is. Uh, I haven't seen any of those either.
0: Now, the next one. Best performance by an actor in a supporting mm-hmm. role. My pick for
2: supporting actor is uh, Christoph Waltz for Inglourious Bastards.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is going to be a general consensus. We yeah, Christoph agree. Waltz. Yeah, I don't. We can pretty much skip this. I think we're all yeah. picking him. I'd yep. say that's in the bag.
3: Yeah, I I will be completely shocked if he doesn't win it. Yeah,
0: that's, I agree.
3: Yep. Okay. And he deserves it. I think so. Too. Yep. So next
0: best performance by
3: an actress
1: in a supporting role. All right. Supporting role actress. Um,
3: wow. Not yeah. seen any of them <laughs> uh, again. And like I've said, Vera Formiga and Anna Kendrick are both really, really, really good and up in the air. Yeah. But, but again, this is from, one of those. Yeah. Yeah. From what I, from everything that I've, that you can tell just by the buzz and everything, Monique is getting it. Okay. I, I don't, I think that's another one that's kind of like well, yeah. almost a given. If we're going, very, off some, it's
1: very close to a given. Yeah, if we're going off of some sort of uh, race here, I think we we all have to pick her, probably. Yeah. My pick
2: for actress in a supporting role is—I haven't seen any of those either.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Bj picked somebody, but I—I I didn't listen. <laughs> no, I mean, there's a part of me that would like either Anna Kendrick or Vera Farmiga to win. I think they're going to kind of split the vote that yeah. they that either of them would have gotten. Yeah, they generally
1: do when you have two people from the same movie. Yeah,
3: because they're both awesome in very different ways. Now, did
1: Penelope Cruz just win last year, or was she just nominated? Because I think she was nominated for Vicky Christie Barcelona, or something like that.
3: I think, now I can't remember. Yeah, I think she was
0: at least nominated. I don't know if she won. I I don't don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Okay, next. Best writing, screenplay written directly for the screen.
3: Boy, that's that's just kind of a tough one. You got Hurt Locker, Glorious yeah. Bastards, Messenger, Serious Man, and Up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just looking at that list, I think Tarantino gets it. Yeah, because I I think like that, he and Christoph Waltz are probably going to be the only awards that that gets. Okay,
2: my pick for best writing is. I've only seen Glorious Bastards off this list, so I'm going to pick that. Yeah, but um, but
3: uh, what do you think of the screenplay for Hurt Locker? Like the story in Hurt
4: Locker?
1: It's a it's a it's a little meandering. Like I don't know. It's it's got that vibe, like a No Country thing. Like it almost like thinks it's more than it is. And I mean that's that's the weird thing about the Hurt Locker is it rides this fine line of like, I don't know if I'm watching an action movie or I'm watching a think piece about mm-hmm. the Iraq war. And, you know, just, yeah, it just kind of flops sort of like, I, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't get that solid writing feel that I probably would yeah. from, from something. So I don't know. I'll, I'll go off on a limb, a weird limb and say a serious man just cause I want to throw some love for the Cohen brothers writing, even though I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. I realize it's just, it just came out on video. So I will
3: buy the next, Mm Podcasts probably have seen that. All right. All right. So, yeah. So, I've got Inglorious Bastards. You've got A Serious Man. Yeah. Okay. Next. Next up we have...
0: Best writing screenplay based on material previously produced or published.
3: Okay. This one. Hmm. Boy, yeah. you got District 9 and Education in the loop. Precious Uh, based on the novel Push by Sapphire and Up in the Air.
1: Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a precious one. I, I, I just have that feeling. You think so? Yeah. This this seems like that has that writing thing all over it, especially with the long ass title. I just think they want to say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's just my pick.
3: Again, I want to pick up in the air, but I think you're right. I think I think it's precious. Yeah.
2: Best writing.
3: District Nine. Yeah. Yeah. And, pr- and I haven't seen. Well, I've seen District 9, but I haven't seen Education or In the Loop. Yeah.
1: I mean, I I would like to pick District 9. I just don't think... I think it's going to get shafted all the way around, to be honest with you. Yeah.
3: But, yeah. And, and as far as screenplay goes, I mean, I don't know. Fook. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just don't think it's up to... Yeah. You know, it's definitely not up to something like Up in the yeah. Air.
1: Well, I, I just watched this last... No, not last night, but this weekend. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's, it's a fantastic story, but yeah, it's just... I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's going to be the Oscar thing for story. If anything, (laughs) no,
3: no, but yeah, that, again, that looks like one where it's a a two movie race where it's either precious or up in the air. Right. But yeah, I think precious gets it. Okay. All right. So
0: next best achievement in cinematography. (sighs)
1: God. Yeah. Everything says it's going to be avatar, but I, this is the one I've got to pick the hurt locker. That movie Mm -hmm. looked Fantastic. I mean, it was some great, great camera work and mm-hmm. stuff like that. If there's a strong suit in it, it it's that. And but yeah. I know that's not how the Oscars work. But that's if I, you know, like I said, if that was the thing I took away from seeing that movie, is wow, mm-hmm. that's some great cinematography. Yeah,
2: cinematography. I haven't seen it, but it's it's Avatar. I know that's that's my pick when I see it.
3: Yeah, so. well, and and I did not see Harry Potter six, so yeah, and that's in there. I haven't seen Hurt Locker and. Is, there a, is that a German film? I, I guess. Das Weissband. Ein Kinderstück. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that is. Right. Yeah, haven't seen that either. But I... Yeah, from everything you've said about Hurt Locker, yes. But I think Avatar is going to get it. Yeah, I do too. I, I think I think Avatar is going to be one of those that kind of rolls over all the technical categories. Right. You know? So I, I think that's probably... That's going to go to Avatar. hmm Okay. So. Um, all right. So moving on,
0: best achievement in editing,
2: and I don't care about any of the rest. But I'm going to uh, pick the first one in the IMDb Oscar list.
0: Yeah, we
3: got yeah. Avatar, District Nine, Hurt Locker, Inglourious Bastards, and Precious, based on the novel Push by Sapphire. Yeah. Now, see, this is
1: something. If I besides Christoph Waltz, I'm definitely voting for Inglorious Bastards on this one for right. editing. Yeah.
3: I I don't know. <laughs> District Nine, yeah, it does the way something. that tells the story is so much of it is through the editing. I, I yeah, think right. I think you're it right. could it could pull this, that one out. This could be the one that they throw at a bone. You're you're absolutely, right. and I hope so because I've seen three of those five, yeah, and I would say that as far as editing goes, District Nine is probably it's the flashiest as far as editing goes, but mm-hmm. I think it's also the best. That's that's very true. So I I I think there's a chance that District Nine will win, and I hope it does. But okay. that's going to be my pick. Yeah. I'm sticking with the Glorious Bastards. I want yeah. District 9 to
1: get it, I think, because, I, like I said, I think this might be the one that, it gets it. But, mm-hmm. you yeah.
3: know. Yeah. We'll it, see. It,
1: it probably both be wrong. And, like I said, <laughs> this is the stuff happening. Yeah, we'll probably both be wrong. It'll be precious. <laughs> 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 I know. It was amazing editing.
0: Best achievement in art direction.
1: Uh, all right, so yeah, best achievement in art direction, I mean, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. Avatar,
3: Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus, Nine, Sherlock Holmes, and The Young
1: Victoria. I'm just going to go ahead and say this will be the kind of thing that like Nine will get because I mean this yeah. is the thing they kind of go nuts for is like you know stage production type of crazy set stuff. Because I mean, really, I mean, it just doesn't seem fair to give like I mean this is the kind of thing Avatar is probably going to roll through this too. Yeah, I, but I mean that's my pick is really Avatar for I mean. This that doesn't seem fair considering like more than half of the movie is CG. Is mm-hmm. that really art direction? Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. You know,
3: I th- I think it still is. I mean, if, you know, cause it all has to be built. It's just built I, in a different way than, I know, you know, a conventional set would be built. I suppose. But I, I don't know. I, I, I just think Avatar is going to get that one. Okay. I, cause I, like I said, I think it's just going to start rolling through all those technical categories. Sure. Sure. So I'm going to go with Avatar. Okay.
0: Best achievement in costume design.
1: All right, in costume design, do even <laughs> care? <laughs> costume design, bright
3: star, Coco Avant Chanel, uh, the imaginary Doctor Parnassus, nine, and the Young Victoria. Yeah, nine. Yeah, we'll, we'll should d- give it to nine.
1: Yeah, there we go. Yeah. That's the that's the fancy award we'll, yeah. we'll give it. Best achievement in makeup. All right, makeup is one of the strangest ones I think in this category mm-hmm. because if there's a strong suit to Star Trek, I don't think it's
4: makeup. Yeah, makeup,
1: <laughs> like. I mean, this is the kind of thing. Like, if you put District Nine in here, yeah. bingo. You know, I mean, that is, that's just a great pick for that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that whole, the whole. I mean, there's some creepy ass shit in District Nine, like some fly. Yeah. yeah, you know, like the fly with fingernails coming off, and mm-hmm. I mean that that shit's all makeup, you know. And, yeah, and yet it's not there. So, fuck it. We'll say I'll say Star Trek because it's the only one I've seen. And
3: I'm just gonna say Young Victoria because okay. that's the kind of thing they get makeup to. Sure. <laughs> Yeah. You can tell this is the part in the show nobody cares about yeah watching. And this is the part in the show we, we don't, don't care about. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All
0: right. And here are all the rest of the categories that
3: don't really matter. Next is Best Achievement in Music Written for Motion Pictures Original Score. Mm. Avatar, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Hurt Locker, Sherlock Holmes, and Up. Ah, give it to Avatar. I mean, James yeah. Warner's going to get it because it's
1: uh, it does what it's supposed to do. It, you know, it telegraphs the feelings of the
3: movie yeah. as much as you don't like the silence in the. Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly. Female choir voice. Yeah. No, but yeah, I think it's another one that's just gonna. Yeah.
1: Not having seen it. I mean, you know, Sherlock Holmes, I mean, I love Hans Zimmer, but you know,
3: you know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the kind of movie they just don't like to give Oscars to. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Regardless of who worked on them. Exactly. So yeah, Yeah. James Horner. And then original song for motion picture. Randy Newman. Yeah. There's a crazy heart. Farborg 36. I don't even know what that is. Nah, Crazy Heart'll get that. Nine. Princess and the Frog. Princess and the Frog. Yeah, Crazy Heart'll get it. Just T-Bone Burnett.
1: They like you know, I I don't know if he's gotten his Oscars in the past for other Cohen work. Yeah. But, um, you know, yeah. I don't even I've never even heard the song. I'm just saying like really? if he hasn't gotten one in the past, he's going to get it now. <laughs> Cuz I mean, he think he's done most of the Cohen brothers stuff
0: from like Op Brother times on.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'll go with that. Crazy Heart. Yeah. Sounds good.
0: Best achievement in sound mixing.
2: Sound mixing. Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen.
1: Uh, sound mixing. <laughs> Best <laughs> achievement in sound mixing. <laughs> Bj, just strangely throwing his vote behind Transformers too. Really? Yeah. Um,
3: Had some crazy sound. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's. This is actually a pretty good. Pretty good category. It you is. got Avatar, Hurt Locker, Glorious Bastards, Star Trek, and Transformers Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a solid category. That is mean, like I mean, <laughs> they're all good choices, but I'm going with Star Trek.
1: Sound mixing. So that's where I always get confused. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I, 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 I know what the difference is. I, I I would have to go with Star Trek just because of the sheer number of things that were happening sound wise. I mean, that mm-hmm. was a very kinetic movie. Yeah. I mean, Transformers is too, but
3: yeah, but I something tells me yeah. Avatar is just going to pull this one, yeah, just because you know it's like that. But I'm still going to going to throw my vote at Star Trek. I'll concur. Yeah,
0: best achievement in sound editing.
3: And then sound editing. So what oh, is the difference between sound mixing and sound editing? Is sound mixing like creating the sound effects? Like yeah, you know, I mean, ADR it's, it's about and like, sort of stuff yeah, or,
1: it's about the blanketing of everything, and sound editing is really more, you know, the cutting and pasting of the sounds. Okay. You know I mean? A simpler movie can get sound editing, even though it doesn't look like that's the way they went. They're all still pretty mm-hmm. complicated on the sound yeah. level.
3: And it's basically the same list. Avatar, mm-hmm. Hurt Locker, Inglorious Bastard, Star Trek, and then up.
2: Yeah. Sound editing.
3: Star Trek. it's the other one. So so do we think Star Trek gets that one too, or does it go to Jimmy I, C's Evader? I'm
1: going to go with Evader on this one. Yeah. Um
3: just, for, if nothing else, but
1: for that end fight, I mean, the, the insanity that was going on there and yeah. keeping it all together. And like I said, I mean, I, I my heart knows that it's just going to sweep through the sound shit and mm-hmm. this kind of stuff, because up next we've got visual effects, and yeah. I mean, really, can you give that to
0: anything else? <laughs> Best achievement in visual effects.
1: Visual effects, District 9. Oh, man, District 9 is good. I know, it's good. It's just not as good. You can definitely yeah. tell that it's a 30 million dollar movie versus a whatever the yeah, fuck Avatar 300 comes. billion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I think Avatar does I mean, get rewatching it, better. there's there's some rough spots in District 9's CG. Really? Yeah, the, um most notably, and I mean this is extremely nitpicky, but the most notably the first time you see the robot juck, the mech thing, mm-hmm. um when it walks across the screen with real people the very first time, it's real cartoony. Really? Yeah, like going back and watching it, I was like, "Oh, I never. I didn't yeah. notice how bad that looked mm-hmm. the very first time. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, you know, that's just one of those things. You just, that's what you get in a lower budget movie. Not to knock the movie at all, but yeah, yeah I mean, the, you but know, I mean, when you this invent, category is really good. When you invent a fucking camera to shoot your movie, yeah. that's give them yeah. an Oscar. You know, <laughs> or give those people, those four people, an Oscar. It's just you know.
3: Yeah, and Star Trek looks great, mm-hmm. but it's the difference with Star Trek is it's not anything we haven't seen before whereas I think Avatar and District 9 both give us things that we have not seen before that right. in that way. But yeah, Avatar Avatar takes it. Yep, definitely. And next up, Best Animated Feature Film of the Year. Animated feature um yeah, Coraline, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Princess and the Frog, Secret of Kells and Up. I think Pixar just keeps rolling. Yeah,
1: they do. I, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. And and the thing the thing with that one too is I've heard more than a few people say they were just crying in up. Oh yeah. The first 10 minutes. No,
1: the first 10 minutes. Yeah. The first 10 minutes is some
3: of the saddest freaking shit in a movie ever. And you definitely don't hear that about any of the other movies. No, but if an animated movie can have that effect on people, then yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I was talking about the the greatness of star Trek in the first, that that up is the same way. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, immediately, like, you know, you're tied into these characters immediately, but
2: yeah. Foreign language film of the year. El secreto de sus ojos, the secret of your eyes, because I can translate it.
1: <laughs> Foreign language, skip it. Yeah, <laughs> not seen a single one. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not even gonna Pick a number pick. between one and five. <laughs> yes,
3: sorry. Uh, no. Same thing. Documentary. Really, I'm looking. I've the Cove. I've heard really like everyone who has seen it has said it's amazing. Okay. It's tough to watch, but you should watch it.
1: And I've not seen a single one of the short subject documentaries either, which mm-hmm. is weird cause usually like. Most years I will have seen at least one mm-hmm. of of those. I mean, of one of the two, and I'm, this year nothing. Um, Man, the animated, best short. animated short. Fuck it. There's a Wallace and Gromit. It's game over.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you
1: yeah. know, every they have won every single time. They've been really for a short film, animated. Yeah. yeah, just not even worth talking. And then
3: short film, live action. Uh, not, not seen yeah. any of them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not yeah. being
1: somewhere where I can go to more film festivals, I'm not not seeing any of these.
3: Yeah, I thought I might have seen some, one of the short films, but no, yeah. no I haven't seen. No, yeah. that's pretty much on the, the list where people start tuning out in the middle part. Yeah. <laughs> and those, you know, it's kind of like you hope that people watch the screeners, but there's times that you figure people just go on the title right. <laughs> for a lot of those. Yeah. Which is too bad.
1: Well, it's it's really unfortunate, but yeah, you know, usually if there's like, Oh, is there something about uh the current war and or the Holocaust? Yes, that's mm-hmm. that's the one. Yeah. You know, I mean it's you know,
3: and, and really that you would think now in the days of YouTube and Google video and all yeah. that that it would be a lot easier to get access to these, but it really isn't. I know. Well you, you know, think? it's 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 tough to find a lot of these animated shorts and, and best short films. Mm-hmm. Which you you would think would not be the case, but right. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, as
1: good of a selection as Netflix has on documentaries, they don't generally have anything on the short
3: features, you know, so. Well, those things are just weird in general as far as distribution
1: goes. You Basically, you have to go to a film fest to see something. Yeah, or you buy something that's got like 30 different shorts on it. (laughs) Yeah,
3: and it's really a shame because whenever I've been to any of the, you know, best animated shorts programs that, you know, that they do with film festivals here in town, like, I'm always blown
1: away by like three or four of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen some some great shorts that I will probably never, ever see again, never be able to find ever again. Yeah, and there's
3: some I've tried to find them, and you just can't, which which is kind of a shame. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's move on to the big two. Best achievement in directing.
1: Directing, yes. Yeah, so we got Catherine Bigelow Hmm. for Hurt
3: Locker, James Cameron for Avatar, Lee Daniels for Precious based on the Novel Push by Sapphire, Jason Reitman for Up in the Air, and Quentin Tarantino for Inglorious Bastards. All right. It's down to Bigelow and Cameron. Really, Hurt Locker and Avatar. I really think so. Okay. Well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that that's my my gut feeling is that it's kind of like it's one of those cases where the media is kind of taken over a little bit and mm-hmm. they've made it between these two.
1: Yeah. Which yeah, and I've already said my my take on Tarantino and Glorious Bastards is fantastic, but it's not. It's not his. Like, it's not tarantino version. Yeah. yeah. It's not a signature movie yet. And I mean, like I said, I I think we still haven't seen Tarantino's opus, if you will. Mm -hmm.
3: Um, Yeah. Um, I mean, neither of us has seen precious, so we can't really comment on the direction of it. And up in the air, while it's, it's really well directed and he coaxes some great performances out of everyone. Mm -hmm. It's, it doesn't feel like it's a little too pedestrian compared to. Yeah. It it doesn't like, you don't watch that and go, Oh, that's a Jason Reitman movie. You know, it's just kind of like, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it's like, you just, you just know with certain directors, like you can watch a a scene or two and know that they're the one who directed it. Yeah. And that up in the air definitely doesn't have that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean,
1: like I said, I mean, it's the, it's the direction and the cinematography that, that really make the hurt locker. So part of me wants to go with Catherine Bigelow, but it's like, to me, it's like, you look at someone's career, and I feel like hers is going to be against her for an Oscar. You know, yeah. like I mean, just I'm not saying I don't like her other movies. It's just that she's not generally like an Oscar grade director mm-hmm. in most people's yeah. minds. And you know, yeah, they go
3: she made like Strange Days and yeah. Point Break, Point Break,
1: yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I I guess I just got I'm, I got to go with Jimmy C. I think it's going to happen. I mean, if I'm yeah. picking to try to win something, bragging <laughs> rights, I think it's going to be him.
3: Yeah, I I do think they're going to pick him. Yeah. Even though. At
1: least he won't be able to do I'm King of the World again.
3: Oh, I hope not. Yeah. He'd probably be like, I see you. Yeah. And you're like, (laughs) oh, God. Yeah. As long as he's not up there for like 10, 20 minutes like last time. Mm. But I figure if he's only going to do that once every 12 years, might as well let him. Let's have a moment of silence for Pandora. Yeah. <laughs> for all those who can't go to Pandora,
1: yeah. <laughs> I just want to assure you, I'm working on technology to make Pandora real. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to plug you into a computer. We have
3: made a new camera. Yeah, we plug. You, you can into visit it with your mind. So yeah, but right. yeah, I yeah, it's he's going to get it. Even and uh, there's part of me that says yes, yes, he deserves it because of how well, everything works, especially in the second half of that movie. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It, it's just, I have a problem with him winning that with the characters in that movie. Okay. That they're just, they're all cardboard to me. All right. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think he's going to get it.
2: My pick for best achievement in directing is... Uh, the only one I've seen on this list is Quentin Tarantino, so I'm going to go with that.
0: Okay. That leads us up to... Best motion picture of the year. All yeah. right. The new That's 10... The big list of
3: 10. films. <laughs> the big list films. of 10 for 2010. Yeah. I, I still... God, 10 is... Why did they double it? Why not just add like two more? Or three uh, more. I'm know. I'm okay with
1: it. I mean, because yeah. nothing other than like my blind hatred for The Blind Side <laughs> having never seen it. Yeah. I just...
3: Yeah. But the, the list is Avatar, The Blind Side, District 9, and Education, The Hurt Locker, Inglorious Bastards, Precious based on the novel Push by Sapphire. A Serious Man, Up, and Up in the Air. Uh, my pick for Motion Picture of the Year is District 9, because I've
2: seen that one, and it's better than the other ones that I've seen. Right. So, and,
1: we can we can eliminate some right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be Up. There's no way. It's going to get yeah. animation and not Best Picture. A Serious Man? No. Not, no. Nobody's seen it. I mean, no. that was a Coen Brothers movie that came out. In around.
3: Education, probably the same thing. Yeah just not enough people seeing it
1: um up in the air again like you said it's against these movies it cannot stand blindside as much yeah. as people liked it again i don't think it can stand against it i mean really to me i think you're you're down to i mean really we were down to like we have just whittled it down to the five you would have normally had yeah because you know it's well, it's avatar district nine hurt locker and glorious bastards and precious in, in my mind and, those are
3: Honestly, I would think Up in the Air would probably have replaced District Nine. Really? Yeah. As far as like as far as what the Academy would have chosen. Okay. I I don't think there was a chance in hell District Nine would have. Fair enough. Made it, and and I don't think District Nine has a chance in hell of winning it. Okay. At all? No. I think Up in the Air has a much better chance. Hmm. I mean, it's it's better than you think it is. Okay. All right. And and it and it's and it's one of those movies that the Academy goes for. Okay. So I, I think it has a chance, but. I mean, really, I again, I think it's down to Hurt Locker and Avatar. Okay, I think are going to be the two that are going to be duking it out, and it's like we've said about Inglorious Bastards. It's the well, number one. They're not It's good, it, but to it's it. not Tarantino's. They're best. not going
1: to give it to it simply because they don't want to yeah. make their best picture Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, you know that's just <laughs>
3: simple logic mm-hmm. right
1: there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, you know, I don't even know why we're debating. I mean. <sighs> You know, yeah, you they're going to give it to Avatar. I mean, a movie doesn't make a trillion freaking dollars and not get a best picture. It just, you know, that when uh, you know becomes the number <sighs> one movie, you just, it just doesn't happen. You know,
3: <laughs> it still it. God, it disappoints me just because.
4: Yeah,
1: I. But I'm just saying. I mean, a movie cannot break not just the yearly records, but all time records, and not get a best picture thing. You know, it just doesn't happen. You yeah, know? and. I mean, you know. I don't know. Unless, if, it, unless it's Star Wars, which everyone still bitches about today, like what the fuck Annie Hall, you know? Like yeah. I mean, you know, it's just these things
3: don't normally happen. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just it's just weird to me that a movie like Avatar is the highest grossing movie ever. I, I don't know. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean it's a fantastic popcorn movie. I don't know. It's just it's it's weird to me that that like that world and that theme and everything about it is captured that much attention from people okay i don't know it's just it's just like i wouldn't have predicted that i mean i would have predicted it would have been like you know the biggest moneymaker of the year or whatever but i just would not have figured that it would be you know the biggest movie ever yeah i don't know maybe it's just i don't know i, I mean because I something thing. like titanic you know i can understand titanic because it kind of had that universal appeal going for it where it had you know, it had the romance stuff going on, but then it had all the action stuff for everyone else, and the all the disaster movie thing going. On. I mean, it had it blended so many things together so well that I could see that. But I don't know, Avatar is just like a sci-fi film with really no yeah. with with main characters that you don't really recognize anybody, and most of them are CG throughout it. I don't know, it's just I, I don't it's know. surprising to me. Like I said, I guess that's it's all. It's
1: pure escapism, really. I mean, honestly, you know, yeah, I mean. The only thing I would say really is the plot is thin, and that's just because it's a recycled plot. To me, everything else is fine. I mean, it's more than acceptable in some cases. To be mm-hmm. to be honest with you, I mean i I just think it's one of those movies that, you know, the more more people talk about it, the more people want to hate on it. And really, it's pure escapism in a in a fantastically yeah. wrapped package.
3: But there's there's one thing I think that could derail it, mm-hmm. and that's like the perceived racism in the movie of avatar. Yes. Okay. In that it's white man shows up to save the natives from, you know, the other white men and they can't do it themselves. They need, they need the white guy to save them.
1: Yeah. You know, it's kind of not helping
3: that argument for the hurt locker. (laughs) (laughs) Really?
1: Really? I mean, you know, that's, that's about a pure cowboy right there. I mean, that's, you know,
3: really? Yeah. (laughs) Well, but I don't know. With just with avatar. It's like, it works because, you know, they're they're aliens and so everyone can say, Oh, you know. I know these poor I know. people have been put down you know, these poor aliens that are, you know, we're encroaching on there. But I mean, if you look at the allegories that it's drawing, it's kinda like Ooh, that's kinda I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> You know. It, but it's,
1: yeah, you know, I I just don't think it's a movie you need to read too much into really. I mean it's a yeah. like popcorn flick and it's Yeah, you and know, that's the thing is I you can you can read that into it, but to
3: me everyone's so cardboard in it that
1: That doesn't matter. Yeah. I I just, I mean, to go back to 1977 and use the Star Wars allegory because it's the closest thing there is, Mm -hmm. you look at like Annie Hall today and it's not even Woody Allen's best. You mean they took, it's it's like they took something that was good, sure, and different, maybe a little bit, you know, it's not Woody Allen's first, it's not his best in his long career of movies Mm -hmm. of his style of thing. And I think they thought they were like being fringe by picking that or something or being kind of hip. And let's face it. I mean, everybody knows Star Wars, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with yeah. saying this is the best movie. It's a movie. It, it's maybe not trying to say anything different or new or groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. It's just telling a story. It's telling it well. It's pulling people in. It's escapism, and it's the best of what it does in that in that fashion. You know, and, and you know, maybe that's what people need. And I don't have. Maybe. I don't really have a problem with giving it an Oscar for that. Yeah. You know. I mean, if it, to me. I you know, I would pick something like District Nine if you really want a message movie.
3: You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And and as much as I love Up in the Air, I'll admit it's a good movie but not a great movie. And I think a great movie should win the Oscar. Yeah. And, you know Avatar is a great movie. Yeah. I mean, despite all the complaints that I've had about it, but yeah. I mean it's I still had an absolute blast watching that movie. Yep. So really, all I care about is that Blindside doesn't win. <laughs> yeah, I just—that's really. Let's let's all unite against a common enemy here, people. Yeah, let's like not said, let this happen.
1: Yeah, and and again, I mean, Precious is saying a lot of things. I just, based on people telling me about that movie, it mm-hmm. just feels yeah, it feels like that just feels even more blatant slap you in the face with something, you know? Like I mean, yeah. that's just like hey, there's a message here. Hey, hey, hey. You know, and you know, yeah.
3: <laughs> Which sometimes the academy goes for that. sort yeah, of thing, I thing. not I
1: don't know. Maybe it's just I'm. I'm just not big on 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 pure melodrama to the point that it's like I feel depressed watching this movie, and that's mm-hmm. what that movie feels like, and I, therefore, it makes yeah. me have no interest in watching it. You know. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but I mean, I mean, really, I think Avatar is win beca- going to win because we're making arguments for it not to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when you when you start doing that. It's gonna win. Yeah, I'm just you I'm know. just
1: listing out these things, and like I said, Blindside is, you know, Forrest Gump two or three. <laughs> I, that's what's yeah. whole, that's the impression I got. And maybe hey, maybe it's maybe I'm gonna watch it. And yeah, like, I don't think it's movie. quite that, but it's still. Yeah, it just doesn't. I mean, meant. doesn't feel like that kind of movie. But
3: the big win with having ten nominees is the fact that District Nine is up there. Yes. Which Does is really surprising, think- but I I think it totally deserves it. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: But yeah, it's not gonna win.
3: <laughs> so.
1: And our best performance by an actor in a leading role is Sam Rockwell in Moon.
3: <laughs> yeah. That, that's a, that, that's a really category. a shame that he didn't. Or, or, or that Moon Sean wasn't. Joe Copley. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I, I, can, I can leave that one, but... And, and Moon not getting nominated for anything. Yeah. You know, even not even screenplay, so that's kind of... That's disappointing. Yeah, and that just shows the whole, like, campaigning thing that goes on that's kind of... Sucks. Yup. Yeah. But anyway, so... Yes. I guess we'll we'll have to we'll have to put a post with all these picks on up before sure. the Oscars and see who wins. Alrighty. <laughs> even though we had a we had a lot of similar picks. I yeah. think we both talked each other into a few picks there. <laughs> Maybe. But and BJ, I'm sure, would have would have talked us into something. Or not. We actually would have just ignored everything he said anyway, <laughs> even if he was here. So Exactly. It Shut works. up, BJ. And I'm out. Yeah. Seriously, dude. All right. Anyway, so you want to give them some contact info
1: for us? Sure, why not? I'll do it this week. Good time. So the best place you can reach us is at bmfcast.com, where you can leave comments. Uh, There's a button to subscribe in iTunes. I believe there's a link to email us, you know, get to our Twitter and everything. So if you want a one-stop shop, that would be your place to go. Now, if you want to go separately and you don't want to go to our site so much... Hey, if that's your thing, fine. Yeah. So you can find us on Facebook. Just
3: look up... Uh, bad well, actually, videos. you can type facebook.com slash bmfcast. Oh, right. Snap. We have it reserved now, finally. Yay. We Actually, it turns out we could have done it way earlier and we just didn't know. Whoops. So thank God no other BAMFcast <laughs> decided to register. Whew. Dodged a bullet there.
1: Yes, but yes, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash bmfcast or Twitter at twitter.com slash bmfcast. Mm-hmm. sensing a theme here. Yes, but the best thing you can do for us is to go to iTunes and subscribe there because not only will you have your episodes delivered automatically through the magic of Apple mm-hmm. you can also uh you know do us a big favor and give us a rating and leave a comment. We prefer five stars, but hey, speak your mind' cause we yeah. we usually do um yeah and we uh we, and we like reviews t- we like we like
3: feedback we like feedback of any positive kind. positive feedback, so you of can course
1: you know you can email us directly at uh the hell's our email bmf at bmfcast.com <laughs> it's emails. a good email yeah, it is a good. it's email. <laughs> easy to remember <laughs> it's very easy to remember <laughs> 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 obviously yes and we all have in, individual emails somewhere Man, but you who know cares? with our names you don't want to talk right. to us
3: you want to talk to us as the royal we yes the royal we the literary we they can also call us oh yes the bandcast hotline. hotline
1: shit garfield is waiting garfield is waiting but me knowing the phone number is not it's
3: nine ten five jocks bmf
1: that's exactly right. <laughs> Come on, I know the number. Yes, but do you know it in digits? No, because you'd have to figure that out. Yes, number... I look
3: at the phone and I type J O X B M F. Yes.
1: That would be nine one zero five five six nine two six three. It goes straight to voicemail. We can capture said voicemail in an MP3 format, and you will be featured live on the show, asking the question or comments, and us responding.
3: Yeah. So how groovy is that? And should we throw back out more movie suggestions? Because I've, I've still got movies to send out. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Movie well. suggestions, especially topic suggestions, because as you can tell, mm-hmm. some some weeks we have a little, uh, we have a tough time with topics because we've talked about a lot of stuff. Yes. 37
1: episodes worth. Yeah. We're running out of good singular topics. We yeah. just tend to ramble these days. Yeah. And we've talked for two weeks in a row about the Oscars, so.
3: Yeah. But this time we're nailing down our picks. Yes,
1: we're done until we quickly go over who yeah. actually did win. Yeah. Which by then will be old news. But anyway. So yeah, so we, we love suggestions and uh,
3: you can be rewarded by good movies for a good suggestion.
1: Well, uh, there's a list out there.
3: Yeah, we'll, well, we'll have to post the list on the site again. Sure. Just so we, so we can say, hey, if you want to get one of these movies, give us a good suggestion.
1: Yeah, and um, a lot of people have suggested the movie Jim Cotta. And I believe we're going to do that shortly. Mm -hmm. Um, It may not be the next episode. It might be the episode after that because, hey, the next episode episode is going to be our uh, one one year year. extravaganza. Yeah. Since we somewhere along the line uh, skipped a week or two and also have gone to biweekly, it didn't end up being episode 52, but episode 38 will be our one year extravaganza. Yes. And uh, we're going to try to pick a particularly choice movie for this. Mm -hmm. We're going to shoot for a five jocks or blindly and uh, hope we get close because it's been a while. It's been a while. We've had, some, yeah, we we've had had some
3: threes and fours, but we've know. had a lot of movies we liked, but nothing we've just yeah. gone nuts over. Like, what was the last? Was it *I Come in Peace*? Was the last Peace five, was five so Jocks other... the first last Universal five Jocks? Or... Mm-hmm. It was yeah,
1: yeah. So we're gonna try to shoot for the shoot for the moon there. Yeah. Um,
3: well, I feel like I want to say one other thing. Do we want to talk about No Quarters real quick?
1: Well, you can go go right. We down.
3: have another podcast. It's called No Quarters. Go to noquarters.net. And you know you can get all that sort of contact stuff there, but yeah, we uh, ramble about video games for a while.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: It's wow. a lot. It's a lot more fun, and we make fun of ourselves a lot more. Yes. I shouldn't say a lot more fun, but mm. we definitely laugh a lot more, and it's a lot more loose. Yeah, <laughs> we, we really
1: follow no rhyme or reason to how we do that. Yeah, one.
3: but if you like what we do here and want to hear some
1: more of it, we'll play some of them. Their VG games, yeah,
3: these VGs. It's kind of fun, but yeah, yeah
1: nocolors.net. So yeah. I think I was just going to throw out that yes, we're several people have suggested Jim Cotta going way back yeah. in the list, but yeah, we we've had a few people here recently, so we're going to have are, to watch it. Yeah, it's up on the list, and I believe the next one to come from Netflix. Nice. Uh,
4: yeah,
3: <laughs> that's got to be it. It's late, man. It is late,
1: so I don't. Yeah, I mean, I'll throw it out there, but you know, by the time this gets out there and you hear it, I may have already found it, but I'm. Hoping that for our one-year one, I can find the movie Split Second, starring Rutger Hauer. Nice. That's the one I really want to do. But um, it's been out-of-print DVD for a long time, so really? I've really got to go searching deep on the... Hit the torrents. Hit the torrents and or find a VHS copy or something. Oh, God. yeah, That would be fitting to watch our one-year anniversary have a VHS yeah. copy. Um, I did see some $5 copies on an Amazon VHS, so we really? may just take the plunge
3: and do that. Do you still have a VHS player? I do. Really, I do. It's actually, gone. I still do. Too, it's actually it's gonna, not hooked up. It's going to take the place uh,
1: of my TiVo, which is no longer has service. So, <laughs> yeah, yay, go old school.
3: Yeah. So you're actually going back in time. Right? I am. You're traveling backwards. I'm <laughs> going like,
1: from a digital video recorder to a v- video cassette recorder. Don't
3: you wish you had bought the Blu-ray slash VHS combo player that was on Amazon? <laughs> if nothing last else, week. but just to have it sitting there and marvel at it. Yeah. That that's, I wonder if it like upscales the VHS. (laughs) (laughs) That would be amazing. That would be fantastic. Yeah. God, that was it was one hundred thirty nine bucks. I wish I didn't owe so much money in taxes, or I would have. I probably would have bought it. But. Radio. Damn you, government! Taking all my money. (laughs) I earned that money. Why do I have to give it back to you? Don't know. Sucks. Anywho, all
1: right, yeah. So that'll do it for uh, episode thirty seven. And sorry that Beach can't
3: sign out, but you know. Yeah the beige was here yeah well he will be inserted at certain points sure <laughs> yeah 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 we, we, i'm trying to figure out where he's gonna end up with his picks in our little list here what do you mean we kind of didn't leave a gap to throw his picks in did we yeah uh, no. or is that gonna start it off
1: i'll figure it out <laughs> all right <laughs> that's the magic of post-production yeah best best audio editing <laughs> <of Bamfcast>. <laughs> <Harlow>. <laughs> all right so yeah so i'm harlow i'm mackie and this is bamcast out oh, see ya
4: Go, go, go.